0: Well, hey everybody, and welcome to my office. This might be a little bit different for you today, joining me here in the office. I'm uh, sitting here today, planning out my year, putting down some of my New Year's resolutions. And I thought, what a better place to start this brand new series for the online campus, midweek series for the online campus, here at my desk. This new series entitled Promises Made. If you're like me, maybe you've been sitting around finding a a quiet spot, maybe the day before or the day after Christmas, maybe on New Year's Day, you found your favorite coffee shop, or, or maybe you organized and got to your desk and wrote things down. Maybe you just sat in your bed and took out your iPad and iPhone and said, hey, I want to make some New Year's resolutions. Here's some of the things that I want to. Get done in the new year. And uh, I think all of us um, take stock this time of the year to say, hey, what is it that I would like to achieve during 2019? What is it that I would like to achieve in the next year? I think during Christmas, we go through a reflection of how much we've done, what Jesus has done for us, what He accomplished in our lives. And we reflect over the past year and we have a look at all the things that Jesus blessed us with. But in so doing, in so being joyful because of what Jesus has done for us, we often reflect back and we say, uh oh, I didn't achieve what I set out to do. Jesus has achieved what he set out to do in my life, but I didn't set out too much, didn't you get too much done around what I had set out to do in my life. So as we start this new series, Promises Made, I wanted to take a look not just at some of the promises that God has given us, but how can we leverage the promises that God has given us to make sure that we can take steps in walking out the promises we make. Why is it that sometimes we get to the end of January and we realize that our New Year's resolutions, they're not gonna happen? We have all good intent, but actually walking out a plan to get those blessings and those plans and promises worked out in our lives, that doesn't really happen, not so much. Well, welcome to my desk as we plan 2019 and we have a look at some key principles that we can put in place that will genuinely help us in making sure that we walk out God's promises in our lives. Let's pray together and then we'll jump straight into the word. Father, we thank you that we can come together from wherever we are in the world. Thank you for a new year. Thank you for all that you've achieved in the year past, and we look forward to the year coming. Lord, we want to back whatever you have said about us. We want to walk out whatever you've promised us. And so, Father, as we begin this series, open our hearts and our minds to not just our desires of our heart, but the desires You have for us, the promises You have made for us. Thank You, Father, that You are a God of the future, that we don't have to camp in our past. We can have a future, and we can have that future for all eternity with You. We thank You, and we declare that You are our God. And we say this now in Jesus' name. And all of God's people said, Amen and Amen. Well. Thank you for joining us, firstly, here at my desk. I know it's a little bit different. My desk might be a little untidy. I, I, I need to close up and tidy up and get some cables squared away here in my desk. And, and I've made a, a new commitment that this year my desk is gonna be clear. I'm gonna have a clean desk policy. I'm gonna get organized. I'm not gonna have boxes and microphones and things lying around my desk. I really wanna see myself stepping into a new role of being organized in my space this year. Have you ever made a commitment like that? Have you ever said, this year I'm going to tidy that yard. I'm going to get this done. I'm going to get this sorted. But by the end of January, you find that your desk is overloaded. Your, your finances aren't in the way that you wanted to. You, you're looking forward to next Monday where you can restart the diet that you started at the beginning of the new year. Whatever it is, we seem to have an inability to follow through with the promises that we make at the beginning of the year. And as we delve into this new series, Promises Made, I thought it'd be really neat to arm ourselves, not with resolution, not with with phrases that will pick us up and try and move us forward. No, but arm ourselves with some key principles on how we can be people of integrity when it comes to walking out our plans. I don't know about you, but I sometimes think I'm a terrible person because I plan a whole lot, but don't get done a whole lot. And uh, so welcome to my planning session for 2019 here at my desk. I- I've written down three things. In fact, I've already shared some of those things with you um, during the end of last year in the, uh, our proper response to Christmas. I've written down three Ds that I'm really going to be looking at making promises through this lens, the 3D lens. I'm going to walk through 2019 and I'm really focused on being determined, not depressed or oppressed. I'm not going to let things get me down as much as I did in 2018. I don't know about you, but I let petty things get me down. I'm going to be determined to walk out. I'm going to be proud of the gospel, and I'm going to be determined to walk out some of God's principles during 2019. One of the things I really want to get done in 2019 as well is I want to get back to some good spiritual habits. We've been so busy around here on the online campus that uh, I haven't had time to be as diligent with with my disciplines as I would like to be. I'm better than most, but I'm not where I want to be. Maybe that's how you feel about your spiritual disciplines. At least we're reading our Bibles, right? And that's a good thing. There's grace and it's wonderful. But I want to get better. I want to be a better disciple and get better at being obedient. And I want to walk out that principle in 2019. I want to walk out discipline, discipline not disobedience. And finally, I'm not going to let allow past the, the de- dejection and rejection to determine my direction. I want to walk with direction i want to walk with focus during 2019 whatever the lord lays on my heart i want to be able to snap to get to and get it done i don't want to dilly dally and make excuses and sit around going "Oh, i'm waiting on the lord i don't have to wait on the lord for anything he's waiting on me to respond and i need to get going so those are my three d's for 2019 if you want to adopt them that's great they're in the notes you can adopt them whatever you promise Whatever New Year's resolutions you have in mind, maybe you can be encouraged to walk them out with determination, not depression, with discipline, not disobedience, and finally with direction and not dejection. Where did this come from? Well, over the last year, uh, certainly in my life, I found that the busyness of life, the hamster wheel of life, kept me away from getting the things done that I wanted to do. Maybe you like me, but you, you're very busy, but you're not achieving all that you set out to achieve. You really want to get moving. You you want to you want to get something done, and you seem to be really really busy, but going nowhere. It's one of the reasons I don't make any New Year's resolutions to work out on a treadmill. I can't handle being on a treadmill and not going anywhere. I just run and run and run and run and run. I know it's good for me, but I want to enjoy the scenery. I want to be out there, and I want to feel like I'm moving forward, and not just on a hamster wheel. And so we need to come up with an idea. We need to get our, our minds in in a space where we're not just busy, where we're getting somewhere on purpose. And if you remember correctly, I quoted Craig Rochelle, uh, when, when I when I said in the last series that, you know, many people will get somewhere, but very few people get somewhere on purpose. I want to get somewhere on purpose in 2019. I don't know about you. And so Maybe we could look at some principles and some things that we've written down to make sure we get there. With the busyness of life, I found that on the online campus, I went to the Lord and said, Hey, Lord, I I don't feel like I'm achieving all you've called me to be. I don't feel like I'm really working in in the gifts that you've given me and the experiences that you've given me. I I want to be able to step out more in those gifts. So when I took that desire to the Lord over the last couple of weeks, I've been shaping Well, what does that look like during 2019? 2019 is not gonna be a year where I'm running around being busy, looking at new servers and finding out how new things. I want my desk to be tidy, I wanna be organized, I wanna be focused, I wanna be squared away, and I wanna be doing what God has called me to do. I am passionate about seeing people's lives change because of the word of God. I, I would love for the word to be applicable anywhere, all the time, every time. I'd love people to be turning to the word instead of turning to philosophies of the world. I love seeing lives change because of a biblical truth. That's what I'm called. That's what I'm wired to do. Creating passion for the word in people so that they can see a better life. And when I'm doing things that, that are part of that process, I'm on fire. I'm excited. I can get things done. I don't need to check back at my New Year's resolution list. I know I'm walking out God's principles. But when I get caught up in the busyness of life, those things, those gifts seem to get put on the back burner. And uh, I don't feel like I'm achieving anything, even though I'm busy. So when I took my three D's to the Lord and said, okay, Lord, I want to walk out my gifts in 2019. He said to me, and I quote now, quote him clear as day. He said, pastor my people. And when I realized that, hey, I was actually called to be a pastor and everything that I might get busy with should be focused on helping people grow their relationship with Jesus Christ with passion. And when I realized that I hadn't been walking out my my focus, I hadn't been walking out what God had laid on my heart during 2018, no wonder my New Year's resolution list went, went out the window. No wonder I didn't feel like I was achieving anything. And so maybe you, like me, you, you, you need to resolve to walk out what God has wired into you to be, what He's made you to be. Maybe you need to have a look and say, well, hang on, this is not just about losing weight. This is about being healthy so I can be used in His kingdom. This is not just about getting financially better and fitter. No, this is more about, hey, I can help God's kingdom grow. I can really be part of something special. I can be part of something that's really incredible, that's really really going to do things and and lead forward and and change the world if I'm in a better financial position. This is not just about getting a better job. This is about being more creative with the gifts God has given you. If we can attach a principle to our promise, we're going to have something to move forward with. And so this over the next couple of weeks, we're going to be taking a look at some of God's principles that can back our promises. I know what God has called me to be, but sometimes I get lost in the minutia of life and I I just get caught in the crossfire and I get to the end of the year and I can't go anywhere. One of the things that I know about myself is that I was made in God's image. I was made to be like God. In fact, Genesis 1 verse 26, the first part says this, that then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. We were made to be like God. So when I look at some of God's New Year's resolutions for me, hey Craig, you need to be a pastor to my people. That's his New Year's resolution for me. I need to say, well, hang on, I've been made like God. In other words, the desires of my heart can match the desires of God's heart. Can, can do more if I know that this promise, this New Year's resolution is from God and not just from my flaky fish. If I know that a New Year's resolution has been promised to me by God, well, I'm going to have a little bit more resolve in walking out the details of that. God has wired a DNA into you that has you go on. It has you progress. It has you do more. It has you get more done. He wants you to improve. He wants you to have New Year's resolutions so that you can grow and go and do more and get better. He wants it. He's wired that into you. He said that, you know what, being made in my image means that I am the creator, so you are going to be creative. I am full of intelligence, wisdom, and logic, Logos, logic, so I'm going to make you intelligent and wise and have something and a brain that can work out logic. Whatever he has, he's given to us in likeness. We can almost be like him. So when we have stirrings on the inside of us that align to God's will and his principles those same stirrings are in God. we having them in likeness. We just have put different words to them. We've just given them different priorities in our lives. But fundamentally, anything that we desire that will improve our lot in life, anything that we desire that will improve our lot in life and improve others' lots in life, well then, that's going to be from God. Any New Year's resolution that's going to help you grow is not just you coming up and imagining what life could be like. No, it's God and His wiring of you, how He's made you to be placing a desire that He'd like to see happen in your life. And I not know about you, but if God has placed something in my heart, I want to walk that out. God is my source. He's, he's my everything. And so when I look at, at, at Him being my source and my everything, I'm also understanding that, hey, you know what? He wakes up on the 1st of January and goes, Oh, I hope that Craig can walk this out this year. I'm going to do whatever it takes to see him being successful at what his heart desires. God has given us the desires of our heart. In fact, we know that the prayers of a righteous man availeth much. We we know that what, what comes from the inside of us that is good, upbuilding, and uplifting is coming from God because He's made us in His image. So don't think that you're alone sitting at home right now hoping and wondering if these things are going to come to be. God is on your side right now backing you to achieve the good desires of your heart. I I haven't yet met a human being that has a New Year's resolution of going out and killing somebody. I haven't met yet yet a human being that has the desires of being at the beginning of the year of being financially a wreck by the end of the year. I've always met human beings that... New Year's resolutions are about getting better, reaching out, doing more, and getting better at what you do. And so when we look at it, we have a wiring on the inside of us, placed in us by God to walk out promises that He has given us and that we make if they align to His will. Every element of your life, every promise that you can make, every desire that you have, every dream that you can possibly imagine, God is dreaming with you. He is imagining with you. He has just as much faith in you as He asks us to have in Him. He'll never do something that He's not willing to ask us to participate in. In fact, even when it comes to our giving, He gives us everything we need so that we can respond with worship. He gives us what we need. And so, everything that you desire as we begin to unpack the principles of promises in God and how we can respond to those promises. Everything that you desire, God has equipped you to make sure is implemented. Oh, hang on, Craig. I, 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 want, to, I want to have a, a better diet during 2019. How is that a promise of God? Well, Ecclesiastes 3 and verse 11 says in the New American Standard Version that God has set eternity and health in the heart of every man. He has wired into you a desire to be healthy. He has wired into you a desire to eat well, sleep well, get better at certain regimes, even go to gym and, uh, and, and, and get fit and get healthy. He's desired that in you because He wants longevity for you, not just your spirit eternal. No, He wants you to be on this planet longer to be a testimony for Him as much as possible and maximize your kingdom impact. So your diet that you're looking to go on, your gym regime that you're looking to start working out in 2019, that's directly attached to God's promise that He wants to see you have an impactful life, have a purpose-filled life. Now all of a sudden when I go to gym, I'm not just going to gym to lose some weight, I'm going to gym to worship God and the promise that He's placed on the inside of me. He's made everything appropriate in its time and He has set eternity into our hearts and health into our hearts. He made us to have divine health. He wants us to walk that out. So don't think that your diet is not backed by God. Don't think that losing a couple of pounds is not backed by God. Don't think that going back to the gym is not backed by God. Are you getting the picture? That any promise that you can make yourself for 2019 is backed by God. Oh, but Craig, how does that work? I I, I just want to be a better dad. I want to be a, a better mom. I want to whatever you can dream. If it comes to relationships, God is at the center of those relationships and He wants you to have good relationships in your heart. In fact, John Donne wrote a poem entitled, No Man is an Island. And it simply states that the principle of man is as a a deep desire to be in relationship. Well, if God is a God that is in relationship and He's made us in His image, Well then, our desire to be in good relationship comes from Him, not from our own New Year's resolutions and resolve, which is gone and dusted by the end of January. No, our resolve to have better relationships comes from an eternal desire that was wired into you at creation when before you were even in your mother's womb. God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. And He said, our. God is a God of relationship. So when he's put those desires, those New Year's resolutions on your heart to improve your relationships or get into a relationship, let me give you a tip, teens and young adults. If you're looking to get married, if you're looking to walk out a relationship and have a new relationship during 2019, start by putting on uh, some deodorant, start by brushing your teeth, start by having a shower. That's how you can walk out God's promise that you are going to be in relationship. There's some practical things that you can do, but those practical things, those New Year's resolutions are backed by you being made in God's image. It is does not well for man to be on their own. So if you desire to be in a relationship during 2019, well then it's good that you start seeing that God desires you to be in that relationship as well. He just needs you to start putting some practical plans in place. And we're going to get to this on how we can walk out His desire for you too. Oh, but Craig, I, I just want to go back to college. I, I, I want to go back and study. I want to learn the Bible. I want to increase my, my knowledge about God's Word. Well, that's backed by God too. Remember that Jesus is expressed as the Word, and the Word there is the Logos, which not only has certain deity connotations and word connotations, but that word Logos is also referring to logic, the logic of the Word of God. And so God has given you great intelligence. He's made you in His image and He is all wise and you have a likeness of that wisdom. He has all understanding and you have a likeness of that understanding. And so even if your resolution is to go back to college or study more or learn more or increase your understanding, hey, that plan is backed by God. I challenge you right now, to post on our Facebook group, post in the chat room. Try and find a New Year's resolution that you can't find that is backed by God. If it's good and acceptable and is true and is part of the will of God, it's backed by God. There's not much that our hearts desire that hasn't been planted in us by being made in God's image. There's not much that we can think of at a New Year's resolution that doesn't have God's backing, that doesn't have God's all in. He wants to see you successful. And so as we begin to unpack this, as we begin to journey through this process, what is the one thing that we need to be able to do off, right from the get-go, out the gates, what is the one thing that we need to do to start working these promises, start attaching our New Year's resolutions to the promises of God? Well, I don't know about you, but if somebody promises me something and then takes a really long time to deliver, to activate that promise, the longer it takes for them to activate that promise, the less I trust them. Even though they deliver eventually, I kind of find that my trust level starts to wane. And we've got this this issue between the time of promise and the time of activation, this, this gap that starts developing. And um, we we sometimes start mistrusting as that gap develops. Now that might even be in ourselves. I doubt myself if I make myself a promise and I see many years pass before I see the activation. I don't start mistrusting my wife. I don't doubt Leanne. I doubt myself because I made the commitment in January but I know that I'm not going to walk it out. And so I might never see the activation of a promise and that's just complete mistrust. That doesn't have to be directed at somebody else. That could be directed at ourselves. So when we wrestle with the concept of a promise that we make is backed by a promise that God's made, we sometimes start to doubt when we see a gap developing, either between our New Year's resolutions and the promises of God. If we can't close that gap, we're going to have serious motivation issues to walk out that promise, or... Between making a promise, we, so we've linked our promise, we've linked our new resolution to God's promise, but now we struggle to see it walking out in our lives and coming reality in our lives. As that gap grows, we also found ourselves in a place of doubt. And I don't know about you, but I've seen that often. All good resolutions. I know God's will for me. I know what He wants to achieve for me. But if I don't actually practically start walking something out, I'm never closing the promise activation gap activation in our world because we've accepted Jesus Christ is blessing so as the distance between promise and revealed blessing grows our doubt starts to grow with that gap our doubt starts to dwindle and as a result the year starts to drag life becomes a bore. we seem to lose purpose and as we get into the rut we are actually distancing ourselves from the blessing and we are distancing ourselves by doubting the promise. So what can we do to be more like it was in Eden? In Eden, the distance between God's spoken word and the actuated blessing in Adam and Eve's life was immediate. There was no gap. And as a result, there was no doubt They had all faith because they could see when God said, let it be, it was. When God spoke blessing, there was blessing. When God spoke anything, any promise into their heart, He knew what their desires were. He knew what their New Year's resolutions were. He spoke the promise. So their resolution and God's promise gap was closed. And then seeing the activated blessing in their lives was closed as well. It was immediate. God said, let there be light and there was light. God's word spoken, God's desire planted on the inside of them, and God's activated blessing all happened at the same time. What was lacking in your year that caused those gaps to grow? You couldn't quite attach the desire of your heart to the promises of God. You couldn't quite attach what you desired to what you were seeing in your life. The gaps were growing and your doubt was increasing. What prevented you from seeing the immediate blessings of God in your life according to your desires and resolutions. Well, as we have a look, the longer we draw out, the longer we take to start, first of all, saying, the desires of my heart are related to the promise of God, the longer we will have in beginning the journey of faith. And the longer we take to say, I am worthy of walking in the promises of God, I am going to achieve the promises of God. I have seen the promises of God. The spoken word of God is always true. We've got to start drawing in and start accepting and speaking and start walking out practically in how we speak and how we act that the promises of God are immediate. We might not see them in the real world. We might not see them activated in the flesh world, but we know in the spirit world, it is done. Let there be light and there was light. And then when we start narrowing the gap, the distance between our desires and God's promises, and we start making them the same, we will find that the blessings start to draw in as well. This promise to activation gap needs to close. And we do that. The power that we have to do that is through obedience. Now you might be saying, but hang on, Craig, I don't make plans. God has, I just walk out. Well, you know what? If we made in God's image, God makes plans. And so therefore we have full authority to make plans as well. In fact, we need to count the cost. We need to look at the tower and count the cost before we start building. God wants us to use our logos that he made us in his image to have. He wants us to use that logic to make plans. It's not disobedient to start making plans. If our desires of our heart gives birth to plans, plans are how we start walking out the distance between our promise and our activation. If I sit around every single year and say, I'm going to lose weight, but I don't get up out of my chair and do any exercise and I don't change my diet. I don't make any plans to start seeing the activation of God's promise in my life. I'm not going to see the blessing of God's promise in my life. Obedience is the power that gives us the ability to walk out the plans that the Logos word of God has given us. If the word of God entitles us or empowers us to have logic, and logic is part of our plan, then God's word dictates to us, here's the desire of your heart, here's the desire of my heart, you see they're the same, now I want you to know that they're the same, and make plans accordingly, says the Lord, I want you to make plans, I know the plans I have for you, I know what plans you should have, but I'm leaving that up to you, says the Lord, it's called free will, He's preordained a good life. He's preordained a blessed life. He's preordained a graceful life. Now, the practicalities of that need to be planned. Logos, based on the word. We need to use our logic based on the word. When we start having our logic based on the word, we start coming up with a plan. We then start obediently walking out that plan. And as we begin walking out that plan in obedience, we start moving towards the blessing. So, obedience then is key for us. Obedience is critical in walking out the plans of God. And I hope that as I've rambled at my desk today, that you've just begun to start seeing the construct of where this message series is going to go from a perspective of walking out the promises made. Next week, we're going to delve a little bit more into how obedience is, in fact, the mechanism of activating the promises of God. We're not talking about obedience to a set of laws here. We're not talking about being obedient to a set of do's and don'ts. We've got this humanistic, fleshy idea of what obedience is. No, obedience means being human. Obedience means that we understand who we are in God And as a result, act out the word of God, walk out the word of God. It's fundamentally walking out how God wired us, how God made us in His image, how God put us together. Not trying to be something different, not trying to be something that we've never been made to be. No, just walking out what God made you to be is in fact closing the desire and the promises of God gap. And as a result, starting to close the promise and activation gap. Obedience to His ways will always expose us to a multitude of divine blessing, a multitude of of cause and effect on a divine scale. I am obedient to taking the first step today to changing my diet. And I feel God saying, well done tomorrow morning. That picks me up and gets me going for the next day. It gets me up to the gym. It starts walking out the New Year's resolutions one step at a time. Not because, look at me, I'm achieving my New Year's resolutions. We all know that fails. No, but because we're walking out our desires of our heart. With the backing of the promises of God made in His image, backing of the promises of God, our desires meet our prom- the promises of God. Now, all of a sudden, our plan does not seem so tedious. No, in fact, our plan now becomes divine and we have divine motivation to walk out the plans of God. Obedience to the principles of God connects us to who we were made to be to the Creator. It connects our desires our humanistic desires to the divine promises of god and when we can mingle in obedience what god has made us to be in his image we can start walking out the blessings of god we're not going to take a look at a set of 10 steps to being a successful 2019 no we're going to take a look at some principles and the first principle that we're going to look at next week is that we are obedient and what does obedience mean what does obedience mean in that the things the goals that we set ourselves we're not being obedient to our checklist our own human checklist if our desires of our hearts are linked to god's promises then being obedient to the list of things to do and walking out what we say we're going to do is a means and a mechanism of expressing how glorious god is and we can worship god by joining the desires of our hearts to the promises of god obedience makes promises happen it makes the promises of God happen he's spoken them they are true they are real they are tangible and he's lighted those promises up in our hearts by giving us our hearts desires we can match our hearts desires with the promises of God we can we can get all excited about how we made in his image and then the next step is to come up with a logical plan and start walking out that logical plan not as a tick box, I've done it my way scenario, but no, as a mechanism of bearing witness to the wonderful, wonderful promises of God. 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 5 says this, that as humans we are to demolish arguments and every pretense and every thing that sets itself up against the knowledge, the word of God. And we are to take captive every thought. What? To make it obedient to Jesus. You see, we are designed to put aside and, and stop alienating ourselves from the promises of God and get ourselves reattached to His promise. And when we can put aside all the arguments and the pretenses and the excuses and the I'm not good enough and the I can't get things done. And, and we can put aside all of those things and we can gloriously just bask in the knowledge that the, what's being stirred up on the inside of us is directly attached to, to the promises of God for our lives. We're not thinking independently. We're thinking creatively like the Creator. We're not thinking stupidly. We're thinking logically like the Logos of the Creator. We're not thinking with short-term agendas. We're thinking with the eternity of the Creator. We're not just thinking of 2019. We're thinking of 2019 and beyond. We're not just thinking of ourselves and our own selfish desires. No, we're thinking with the love of the Father for others when we start walking out and when we start journeying through and understanding all the wonders of that our desires are linked directly to the promises of God, we quickly want to make a plan. We quickly want to get obedient because we are in such a good place knowing that we are attached to a wonderful, wonderful, loving Father. And this love, that we walk in obedience to His commands, and this is love, sorry, that we walk in obedience to His commands, As you have heard from the beginning, His word, His promise is that you walk it out in love, is that you walk out in obedience in what He has asked us to be and to do. You see, I know this has been a bit of a ramble, but that's why we had it at my desk. It was kind of just sharing my thoughts of of what are the things that we're going to walk out during 2019. We're going to walk out figuring out and literally living the fact that our desires are attached to the promises of God. When we can get that walking out, we can quickly come up with a plan and quickly become obedient to see the blessings of God activated in our lives. Not obedient to some law, but obedient to the promises that God has made in our lives and obedient to the joy and the peace and the love that He has in store for each one of us. One of the things that we absolutely love to do around here is we love, and I'm reaching back behind me just to get these elements, is we love to be able to express and remind ourselves of some of the promises that God has made. We, we have a desire to be connected to the wonder and the joy of Jesus Christ. That's why we love celebrating Christmas. We have a desire to do things that reminds us of the promise of God. God made a promise. He said, I love the world. That's His promise. I'm going to love the world. And then He made a plan. I sent my only begotten Son so that you may have the desires of your heart, a long and wonderful life, eternal life. I give you life and life in abundance. See, God walks out promise, desire, obedience, and plan. He he doesn't just throw it all together and hope something good comes from it. He had a desire. He had a promise to love the world. He had a plan to send His only begotten Son so that we could have the desires of our our heart. And so as we come together and we receive God's body and His blood, maybe you want to just go grab some water, some water, piece of bread because we're just going to take in communion right now not as something crazy not as some holy religious process but no as a process of saying you know what we absolutely love the promise of Jesus Christ in our lives and we're going to walk this out may may this communion that you're about to receive be a new year's resolution communion not to the things that you want to see happen in your year but to the promises of God and the promises of God are all surrounded with the blessing of Jesus Christ. So welcome to my little communion service for the beginning of 2019. Maybe you having a little communion service with you and your family based on the promises of God. But God sent His Son as a promise. It was like the rainbow that He gave Noah. He's not going to destroy you. He's not going to judge you. He's going to love you because He wants to see the desires of your New Year's resolutions come to fruition. And He gave us Jesus Christ as the ability to do that. So take, eat, and know that the body of Jesus Christ, whether you're consuming a cracker, a biscuit, a wafer, a piece of bread, whatever it is that you're consuming, that represents that God's promise to send His Son was a tangible promise. It was directly related to the desires of the human heart to be loved and to be loved by God. And so when He came, He came in physical format to show that His body was real. He was tangibly present he was there for you to make sure that you could have a blessed and wonderful year ahead. He was so real about his body and his promise that he was willing to die and give up that body in pain to demonstrate to you that his word was true and his promise was sure. So take E to know that Jesus loves you and he came to demonstrate the promises of God are directly linked to the desires of your heart. Like all promises that we have today, we have promises that say, hey, I, I, I promise that I'm going to pay this much and you promise to provide me a home for that rental or that amount I pay. And there's a contract that's signed. And Jesus knew that, you know what, if they sign it, they're probably going to renege on it. If, if the human being signs this contract and this covenant and this promise, they're probably going to renege on it. So, Jesus Christ came to sign a contract with you, a promise with you. And he did something that no other person has ever done in the living history of contracts. He came as the heavenly deity signing the contract. And at the same time, he came as the earthly man's representative to sign the contract. God gave up his son, heavenly, to come down and prove the contract and the promise. And Jesus represented mankind to receive the promise. So his perfect, perfect word was both the promise and the recipient of that promise all at the same time so that it could never fail. He signed the contract on your behalf and he offered the contract on God's behalf so that there could be a perfect promise and a perfect yes. I know about you, but if I look back at my news resolutions track history, if I'd signed the contract with Jesus, I'm pretty much guaranteed of failing. But when Jesus signed the contract on behalf of me, and he signed it on the other end on behalf of God, I know that God's word wouldn't be broken, and God's commitment to man and man's commitment to God could not be broken. So when we take and drink of this cup, we know we are symbolizing that God's promise cannot be broken to us. If we've accepted Jesus Christ into our life, he is making sure that our yes is always our yes, And our know is always our know. So take and drink and know that this contract, this promise that God has made is sure and is true. Take, drink, and know that Jesus loves you. Wow. Well, thank you for joining me and rambling at my desk as we start this new series online. We're going to be maybe doing some more of this as we go through the year just chatting my thoughts during the midweek. Hopefully that triggers some thoughts and some imaginations and some study in your mind and in your heart. If you really want to stick around, that'll be great for you to stick around and just be part of the chat room. If you are here for the first time, tell us where you're from. We'd love to be part of your journey into 2019 and helping you work through these principles to make sure that when we celebrate Christmas 2019, we're celebrating the blessings of God, not the failed promises of man in our lives. We love you and we say thank you so very much for joining us here today as we journey through 2019 together here at Victory Life Church Online.